Welcome back. Welcome in to the Lions Share Podcast. It's a part two special of the Christmas holiday specials here from the Lions Share. I was all ready to name this St. Brown is coming to town with a Lions victory. Unfortunately, they get the Christmas coal special from the Carolina cold hard Panthers. They just wanted it more, it seems like. It was a run, run, Rudolph kind of day for them. They ran the ball infinitely better than the Lions and had 240 yards alone just in the first half rushing. And that was the story of the day for the Lions. It was a cold, cold start, even colder um, by virtue of Chris Myers and Robert Smith gracing the screen and uh, audio waves on the show or on the on the, on the the game. Um, and then a cold start for the Lions. They looked chilly out there, literally uh, and figuratively. The run stop was not present all day long. It was right from the get-go. It was uh, not pretty in any facet. Uh, just not the not the Lions defense of the last couple weeks, that's for sure. It was a regression game by and large uh, across the board, and, and the offense wasn't even um, up to up to par either. Um, but the defense, the story of the day is really the defense. And um, was Deshaun Elliott really that important? I don't know. But I think um, regardless of him being in or out of this lineup, the outcome would have been the same. But, man, that's definitely the storyline of the day for me is how badly they handled the run and uh, just look like the Lions defenses of past to me. I mean, it was a cold day for the players, cold day for the fans back home in Michigan as the storm blows in. Um, it didn't It didn't seem to be the winter weather that they were calling for on Friday. Um, kind of came off weak sauce. And now here we are Saturday, and it's hit us full force with the winds that just will not quit. Um, sad day. We got snowed out. We're here enjoying christmas uh by ourselves no family but we're gonna have a great time play some card games play some being boozled this evening we'll make the most of it but uh yeah i can say it was tough to keep a smile on my face walking around watching this game on my phone uh making baked goods um it was really hard not to smash and snap the legs off of a couple gingerbread cookies you know what i'm saying man 100% know exactly what you mean. It was a real bummer. And in, in the holiday spirit, it's hard to stay up when the Lions are playing that poorly. Um, I think we all kind of had that in the back of our mind as Lions fans. Like, uh, this is almost too good to be true, the run that's been going on. Like, from 1-6 and six back to 500 at 7-7. Seven and yep. seven, You felt like there was always an inevitable letdown coming. You just kind of didn't, didn't know when it was going to come. Of course... The two toughest games of the last five were the Vikings and the Jets, and they cruised through those. I mean, albeit uh, a, a, a close one to the Jets, that very well could have been a loss. But, you know, don't apologize for W's here. Um, but uh, then they go into the stretch of the last three against teams they should very well beat. And uh, the Panthers, a hungry team, trying to fight for that NFC South that's so wide open. Um, Saints with the victory as well today, and uh, the Bucks t- play tomorrow on, on Christmas. Um, uh, but yeah, it was just a it was a bummer, but um, was so much of a blowout that uh, you kind of just you could you could feel that one. It was not a heartbreaking loss by any means. Um, it was never 
never really in doubt for the Panthers. Um, I, I tried to stay hopeful I in my pregame for those who listened to the pregame um, that we did on Wednesday slash Thursday. Um, I, I alluded to a possible cold start for the Lions coming on the road um, with a with a travel schedule that may have changed based on trying to beat the storm out of town, right? Um, I felt like this was going to be a slow start for them, but they'd figure it out and win by two scores. 13 points was kind of what I was feeling. Boy, was I wrong. Um, Lions never led in this game and um, were, were, were outplayed, outcoached uh, across the board. Um, Dan said after the game, I just didn't have them ready to go. And Andrew, I feel like that's, that's kind of what we we feel like too. I know Mitch um, not joining us this week, but um, may hear him in the show. Um, stay tuned for that. Um, but he was feeling the same way through text message. Just um, just just didn't feel like the Lions were um, the Lions that we've seen the last couple games um, through this winning game stretch of six of seven. Six of seven, and you saw what you rarely see in this game, which was a sack. I mean. They'd gone so long, uh, so many dropbacks without a sack, and Taylor Decker gives up the sack, which was ugly. And I, I think there was one, maybe two more in there as well, uh, maybe a few more. Who mm-hmm. knows? I don't know. But it almost seemed like the Lions forgot that the Panthers had something to play for as well, and that uh, it's not the Ellibic Road. They don't just have to walk down. If there's obstacles that they have to win and, and struggle to get over, the Panthers were never just going to lay over and die, which is what this felt like. I'll give you half credit for calling the slow start as it was uh, a slow finish as well. They never really got things hmm. going at all. They lost the turnover battle and lost it early. Didn't get one of their own. Okuda got absolutely bullied today. Had probably one of his worst performances of the year. Uh you're not kidding about not getting the run game going. It, uh, I surprised, honestly, by Goff and him trying to keep the team going. He was doing the quarterback role. He was running for first downs. He was uh, hurrying guys to the line at the end of the game. Uh, just a shame that they did spotted the team 17 points going into the second half. Um, but I was I was very surprised and pleased with the way golf performed today absolutely right um he was he was he was good today he did what he needed to do serviceable no interceptions had the fumble on the exchange with decker or not decker i'm sorry rag now um or not rag. damn am i saying this who who, who am i trying to think of Jay, i didn't see this play i had to ask you what happened i walked away like i said trying not to uh lose right. all my rage before the night before christmas i'm trying to stay away from coal contain the rage do not throw a pan of cookies through the kitchen window as you watch uh the panthers run down their throat for a zillion yards in the first half alone uh but so i didn't see this play yeah it was, it was ragnow um i i that one just uh, a, a clip. I had too many things on my mind there. I was going to say to start off that segment, I was going to say, wow, I didn't expect to have a Wizard of Oz reference here in today's show. But there it was for me with the yellow brick road. Um, yeah, it did feel like they kind of just kind of laid down in, in, the, in the cat clash uh, between the Panthers and the Lions. Um, we saw who was superior. It was the Panthers today. Um, and got to give a shout out to them for, for playing a good game. And um, 
and um, their coach as well, who's an interim coach at that. So um, Steve Wilkes, good job for him. Um, obviously doing everything he can to keep this team alive and um, maybe win himself a job there or, or elsewhere, right? Um, yeah, uh, it was... Uh, I yeah. mean, I was just going to say Carolina straight up wanted this game more. They bullied Detroit from the start to the end. I don't know about you, but watching it on TV too, the background just kind of looked gray. And it was indicative of the Lions' performance. Just gray, blah. Uh, haven't seen a performance like this since the Patriots game. Really. That's what it felt like. Yes, it was It was that way. And I said that in my halftime capsule. It's just from the get-go. It wasn't a heartbreaking loss. It wasn't something they lost in the, the, the very end. It was from the start. Um, you could kind of feel it all day long. You just were hoping that this was the new look lions and that they were going to eventually get a dry where you felt like, okay, now they're taking command and it just never happened on defense. And, and on offense, they have that turnover in the red zone uncharacteristic. Um, as you said, it's just been so different, I guess, for us lions fans. We, we, we grew so accustomed to so many errors and penalties and turnovers and mistakes. And then they kind of went on that stretch where they played really clean. Turnover battles were won almost all those games, and uh, they just weren't making the little mistakes. And then it kind of came back in these last two weeks. I, I alluded to it last week against the Jets. I felt like they weren't the same team last week. They they lucked out. They got the win. They did what they needed to do on the road. I was hopeful that they would put that game in the past and get back to these new-look Lions. And then it was back to those same old Lions today when you've got a turnover in the red zone. We haven't had a turnover, let alone a turnover in the red zone since probably the Jamal fumble early in the I, year. Right? I was just thinking that I was trying to remember back, and then you hit it nail on the head. I That might be it. Uh, the Goff runaway fumble Patriot uh, return for six was about midfield. Yeah, and then I think you're right. The Jameson, uh, or excuse me, Jamal fumble on the goal line was the last red, red zone. Yeah. Speaking of Jameson Williams, did not even see I, him I didn't today. see nine on the uh, field at it, all. Maybe he was there. He he did have one target. Okay. He did have one target, but he was he was very much not involved in the offense. Once again, um, Chark Chark had the um, couple big plays down the field, had over a hundred yards, and we'll talk about those stats in just a minute. But yeah, um, wow, just I I guess it was kind of a reversion back to old ways, and and it it kind of woke me up as a fan, and I hope it wakes the Lions up. But it was like. Wow, we haven't seen turnovers. We haven't seen the little things, the penalties um, at all, really, in these last seven or so games. It was just, it's just been so clean, like, and it's been really good to see. Um, it was just hard to go kind of feel like they're taking a step back there. And you and I talked about it. We hope that this is one of two things, right? They This is a wake-up call on the road. They needed it. They can get back to business next week against Chicago and finish out the season strong with two divisional games to end the year. Um, and, and, and maybe still have a chance at the playoffs. Looks like they're, that's still open with, with some help from the other teams today. And at the very least, if, if they do miss out on the playoffs, playoffs um, let's finish the, strong, finish the year strong regardless. And let's use this as a propeller, as fuel for next season. And uh, go into the draft, go into the offseason with some very clear needs on what needs to change on this, on this team. And uh, first and foremost, that is on the defensive side of the ball. 
let's get um, let's get some talent in 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 places that they need it um, at pretty much every level of the defense. You know, we talked about it last week, but the front four is strong. Um, the definitely the strong suit of that defense. And they got bullied. Um, very clear what needs. Yeah, and they they did they did so very clear what's what's needed to be addressed in the off season through the draft through free agency through whatever right they know what they need to do I feel yeah like. like i said this team got straight up manhandled today the defensive uh front got manhandled they got to the secondary quickly um let's not bury the lead though this probably ends their playoff hopes i mean we got lucky with the losses <laughs> today where they were um, but most likely ends their playoff hopes. They needed really to win out. They controlled their destiny. Um, all they can do now is win their last two games, hope for the best. Um, but really what this game screamed to me was what we've said about this Lions team since the beginning. They're a very young group, and that's what Brad and Dan have been building, uh, a, a strong foundation. And this screamed young group errors today, and, and you saw it, it just mm-hmm. it was glaring today. Young young errors, and like I said, Goff, the veteran, seemed like he was the one trying to lead the charge. Growing pains. That's what I'd sum it up as. I, I'm being optimistic here and that these are growing pains. They're figuring things out. They've shown what they can do. We've seen the flashes. It's just going to take time to develop. This is year two of the Dan Campbell um, regime. Year three um, will bring will yield more and more in in terms of dividends and yield. Um, and uh, we've got another draft where we know what what uh, what these guys can do in the draft. So another opportunity to get more and more talent on both sides of the ball, primarily the defense. That's the biggest area of concern. And. Uh, clean some things up but you you spoke to it the uh, veteran leadership for sure jared goff was 25 of 42 today 355 yards um he was sacked twice um, but three touchdowns no interceptions so once again the interception streak continues although they did credit him with the fumble on the exchange so the turnover streak has now been closed but that was another thing just like the lions were hot Jared Goff was hot, and uh, that was the media narrative everybody wanted to talk about is how good he was playing, and uh, not a bad day from him by any means, but the turnover thing was being blown out of proportion, I think, along with the Lions. Just um, There's a lot of euphoria going on, right, with the media and the fans alike, and uh, myself included, we, we all got wrapped up in it. Um, we tried to stay gro- grounded with the guys on this podcast, but we, we got to have some fun with it too, and... Um, it was just nice to have um, some excitement around the Lions. Let's hope they can build off this loss. This is a, a buildable loss um, and uh, close out this this game or this year strong. Luckily, they have two more opportunities to prove what they can do. Um, going down the rest of these stats, um, Jared, Goss, all, Jared Goff also added 15 yards rushing. He had a couple decent runs. A couple negatives um, as well. One of 14 yards. A couple negative runs as well. Yeah, yeah, his long was 14, and then he had uh, 15 yards total, so that kind of tells you where um, the plus and minuses come in there. Um, outside of him, um, well, it's pretty sad uh, in the rushing department. Um, Jared Goff was the leading rusher. DeAndre Swift had four carries for 12 yards. Jamal had seven carries for 11 yards. And uh, Khalif Raymond had one for eight yards. And Amon Ross St. Brown had a uh, 
uh, and kind of the end around play that they run with him out of the backfield and uh, it netted zero Yikes. yards. And then Justin Jackson, one carry, Ooh. negative one yards. So, folks, for a total of 45 yards. And this was one of my POEs. I said they've gotten away with not being able to run the ball. These these winning streaks, they've they've done just enough on the ground and had a balanced enough attack um, and lean on those those um, athletes they have in the in the passing core. And uh, they did not get away with the rushing attack today with a less than fifty yards. Uh, not not a day not a good day. That needs to be addressed from all sides of the um, from the running back room to the offensive line. Um, we know that this offensive line is one of the best in the league um, pound for pound across the board and we know this is a strong suit of this team um, but the running the run blocking is just not not up to the level of the past yeah games. I don't know if it's a um, scheme issue or um, you know I don't want to dog on any of the linemen and I don't want to say it's a gel issue obviously they've been in and out with guys uh, but at this point, you can't call it a gel issue. It is what it is on the field. It is the product. Um, but yeah, I don't. I just don't know if it's a scheme issue or if it's just that it's not fresh anymore. You know, um, there's a lot of right. film on them. They had a very strong running game to start the year, so you know that teams are going to key in on what they're doing and game plan to stop them. That's what it, uh, other guys get paid to uh, coach football teams too, right? Um, mm-hmm. So maybe it's just not fresh anymore. Maybe they're still doing the same things as they did in weeks one through six where they were successful in the running game but not winning yeah. games, right? Um, so maybe maybe it, that's where we start. It's a great point um, that you just brought up. Yeah, that I, I do think there's some, there's some truth to that for sure. I think Ben Johnson brought some new things to the table and um, it's kind of – like you said, the tape's out there, so people are kind of keying in on what his tendencies are, what they like to do, and um, he's got to go back to the drawing board, I think. Um, I think it's, it's it's all of those things, right? It's the play calling schemes and the the blocking, and, the, and all the rooms are involved in this. I think it's something that can be addressed and um, can be fixed. I don't think this is a situation where things are dire. I think it's the guys are there, the guys are in place, um, you know, maybe they get a, run, a new running back in the draft, probably draft some some depth in the offensive line and, um, you know, might might ignite this team a little bit more. But that running game, that also needs to be addressed. Moving on to the – I don't know, running game, the, like, uh, um, not to cut you off, but, like, for the for, – no. for draft situation, I don't think they're going to take one high. They're not going to take – they'd have to take one late. But it almost wouldn't be bad to go out – We've seen what uh, Jamal did as a veteran for a running game. Maybe go out and get, you know, like a fourth-year guy. Yeah, yeah, veteran leadership on a team that's young. Um, and you're right. And, and I think it's worth noting too. Like it's such a pass-heavy, heavy league too. There's not a ton of running backs out there, right? That are you know top tier. I was thinking about this today. It's like. You've got like um, obviously Derrick Henry always up Christian there. Christian McCaffrey, um, Christian McCaffrey, who's who's great in the, as a running back, but also kind of as just a, a utility guy through the passing game as well. Just kind of a um, good athlete, uh, an all around guy. Yes, um, they what are they, a Swiss Army knife as they call him. I think sometimes right where they can do it all. 
Um, and Jonathan Taylor uh, you know, uh, Hurt, Alvin Kamara has been quiet this year. Uh, Edwards Alaire, Dalvin Cook is injured. up there. Dalvin Cook, but he's had also very terrible games at that. Uh, none of the guys in Green Bay, their split backfield really got going. Nick Chubb, no one in Arizona got going. Uh, Eckler is doing okay out of the out of. Um, She's almost said San Diego again, but out of LA, you got Kenneth Walker, the Super rookie charges. out of Seattle. He's yeah, looking him. good. Josh Jacobs um, with the Raiders looking good as well. But outside of them, Raheem Moster has been sneaky good with the mm. Dolphins as well. And nobody since um, what's his face from the Jets got hurt. Oh. Oh, yes, Brees Hall. There it is. Yeah, he yeah he looks like he could be emerging as a top five, top three, uh, once he's back from that injury next Saquon, year. Saquon, sorry, I forgot um, about him. But you're right. Who? Saquon Barkley. Oh, Saquon, of course. Yes, 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 yes. Um, DJ Chark for the receiving lead led the league. Uh, well, I'm getting all put all over. I'm thrown off. I'm thrown off here. DJ Chark led the attack today through the air, four catches, 108 yards, had a couple nice grabs, um, had a long 51 yarder. Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, broken record for us every week. Seven catches, 76 yards. It seems like every week. And it doesn't even seem like it is every week that he has over six catches. What were his um, stats again? Seven catches, 76 yards. That is yards. the sneakiest 76 yards you'll come by, folks. It, that's him. That's every week for him. He's It's consistently, and then he gets about 10 to 15 yards per catch. I really every only time. remember one or two catches of his. That's how sneaky it was. Oh, yeah. Well, Mr. Third Down St. Brown, we crowned him this. That's what he is. He, once again today, a majority of his targets on third and fourth down. That's how it, that's how it always is. Safety blanket kind of guy. Crossing routes, killers. In yeah, hopefully. League, right? uh, Khalif Raymond, one catch, 56 that yards. That was the explosive plays. And then we're going to come across Chark here, I, Chark. I suppose. Oh, I let him now, off what with was Chark. Four catches, 108. Four catches, 108. Okay, yeah. He had that one big explosive play that led to uh, 51. There you go. 51 yards. James Mitchell and Josh Reynolds, both two catches, 31 yards. Shane, a.k.a. Candy Kane, Zilstra, five catches, 26 yards, and three, count them three, folks, three, hat-trick day for him. DeAndre Swift, one catch, 13 yards. Brock Wright, one catch, 11 yards, for a total of 355 yards through the air. Um, so... Receiving game, fairly solid. Um, would have loved to see a little bit more deep ball action with J-Mo, but we just got to imagine that he's going to get worked in eventually at a more consistent role. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, Afedi Melifanu, Melifanu, eight tackles, Kirby with seven, Okuda six, Bugs six, Kaminsky six, McNeil six, Anzalone five, Rodrigo five, Aiden had four, um, and the TFLs, um, Melifanu had one, and McNeil had one, Enzalone had one, Malcolm Rodriguez had one, and um, the Lions, no sacks today, which speaks to how much they were running the ball as well, but it was just a day where they couldn't get anything Did you right call Hutchinson's name like. at all there? Yeah, he had four, okay, four, four tackles. tackles. I was going to say, he was very quiet. I know the, the, the broadcast team said it at one point, like, haven't heard his name much at all today and it was honestly sad like i said kind of that gray feeling they did 
never really get going on the defensive side of the no, ball. So no, it's just kind of sad. Nothing no, material. No, no, no. They couldn't stop anything. I will say, though, going back to Zilster and his three touchdowns, I believe on his first two, I shouted out, Brock Wright is all right. Um, just because huh. I saw a big guy with an eight on his on his chest. Yeah, yeah. Wait, and then uh, by the th- by the third one, I finally finally cumber became more cumbersome to the fact that it could be in fact Zilstra. Mr. Candy Cane Zilstra, Candy where did, Cane Where Shane. did you get that yep. nickname? Um, oh, it'd oh be okay, me. that was just you you thing. I wasn't sure if that was stemming yes. from somewhere. Or you could do Candy Shane. Oh my! I mean, there's God, a lot of possibilities. You're an animal there. in that department. I, I knew I had to do something. Holiday, Candy right? Shane. Um, and if he, if it was going to be between if if the Lions won, I would have done a title like I said, St. Brown is coming to town, or Candy Cane Shane in the end zone. What something some playful thing on there? Instead, it's going to be I think Carolina Cold, um, or or something like Cole C O A L D. Um, cause the lions get cold or something. Lions go cold. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. My something cons- along those lines. Do you want You'll my conspiracy it, theory or when do you want me to toss that in? Oh, what better time than now oh, for conspiracy God. So with the, uh, the old nor'easter. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know what kind of, what kind of storm we had to blow in. Oh, uh, it was a bomb cyclone. Bomb cyclone. So with the bomb cyclone co- coming in, I think the lions didn't actually get on a plane to leave. They got, they got stuck on the Ooh. tarmac. Couldn't couldn't make it we had true replacements that they hired out of carolina to show up and play this game that's why zilstra scored so much because it's a face you guys probably haven't seen in a while okay so you're gonna toss uh something like that up those were replacement players those weren't actually the lions we got cheated a win because of the storm okay i like this this has got stunt doubles and doppelgangers out there for the lines i like it. it's like when they had the yep. replacement refs i remember that a couple years ago well, a couple years ago i think it was like 10 years ago now um you know what's funny about the bomb cyclone that you just alluded to um it was i believe it was called winter storm elliot um and the fact that deshaun elliot was out of this game uh, i don't know i think that only adds to your conspiracy theory I, no? I, it, it could i mean who knows uh, i mean i saw jeff okuda just jump and whip and swing at legs hundreds of times you know what i didn't see a close-up of his face <laughs> that's very true you know i didn't see his i can't say that i saw his face today i can't say that i've seen that guy and then jeff okuda in the i same also saw together. a lot of people with the balaclava neck gator face mask type things covering half their faces who's to say was that actually them i don't know balakava that's that is a word you like that uh you don't yeah most people just call it like a stocking cap but um yeah the the full face thing yeah i know what you're talking about um yeah i saw the grinch was in the in in the stocks too the the grinch stole christmas from us this year that's for sure oh man i guess from from that side of things um um, in terms of just general game stuff, there was a lot of tipped passes. Thank you. you that was in my notes. I, were... I don't know the exact number. I don't know if you have it either. I. Uh, it was at oh, least four. God, that was my one of my big notes. Is so many tipped passes at the line, and honestly, kudos to the to the Detroit Lions line. I know they gave up their first two sacks in a long time, but that is. That is the first time I've seen uh, a defensive front kind of scheme for that, and it's a credit to how well they've been playing 
is to, okay, well, if we're not going to get by you, if that's what we know, we're going to get our hands in the passing lane and knock some of these balls down. And that's exactly what they did. They played the eyes of Jared Goff, 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 and, uh, and knocked some balls down. So kudos to them. But yeah, that was, that was tough to see. Yeah. Um, just team, team overall stats. The Lions had 22 first downs to the Panthers 30, um, 381 yards to the Carolina Panthers, 570 wow. yards. On it just that's yeah, not going to help the average say, that was sitting at 413. Increase the average again for that. Very ugly. 336 passing for Detroit to the 250 of the Panthers. Um, rushing, you can guess this one was going to be a big margin. 45 yards to 320 for the Panthers. 320 yards on the ground, folks. That's that's a lot of that's over three football fields worth um, for those who are counting in the red zone. The Lions were 50 percent, three of six, and the Panthers were four of six. Lions only had four penalties accepted today, so they won the penalty battle to the 10 that the Carolina had. But um, I think like five of those came in the fourth quarter, at least for the Panthers. It seems like there was just penalties left and right um, at the end of the game there in garbage time. And the Lions lost the turnover or uh, the turnover battle. Yes, one to nothing, but they also lost the time of possession by a lofty 11 minutes um so yeah um other than that i think i was just surprised at um how well coached the panthers were with an interim um you haven't seen it you just haven't you just don't see a lot of the panthers um on national tv and in in red zone or 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 anything right um so shout out to them once again and um ben mcadoo how how the lions let a ben mcadoo led offense put up 500 plus yards sam darnold um is a surprise to me. Uh, yeah, Sam Darnold of all quarterbacks, we weren't scared of him at all coming into this game, and um, uh, nor should we have been. Um, but the but the Panthers' offense, 570 yards with a Ben McAdoo do led offense. I... That's sad. Um, it was a, a one more thing. I'll let you go. Um, ben McAdoo, offensive coordinator versus Ben Johnson, um, battle of the Bens today. Didn't know that Sorry, was coming. Good call. I, I should have I should have alluded to that in the in the uh, preview episode, but yeah, it was a battle ben of the bands, and uh, yeah, he did. <sighs> yeah. Other than that, I just think the Lions got ahead of themselves. Um, just as a wrap up, everyone everyone did, myself included. We tried to stay grounded, but um, they didn't learn enough. It feels like after last week, they kind of got away with one, right? Like we said, and um, all they had to do was get a win here. And uh, get a couple things to happen, and they would have been in the seventh seed and uh, not locked in, but um, in would it. have been sitting a lot better for their playoff chances. Yeah, they needed to uh, just take care of business. This was the take care of business game, and they they did not take care of business. I will say, as a, a shining light in the caca-ridden game that we watched, um, they were creative in their play calls still. Uh, they did a lot of the same things, trying to get themselves into the situations, and it refers back to what Ben Johnson said in his uh, talks with the media. You know, he's got those big explosive plays circled. It's just a matter if the offense performs to get them in the situations to make those play calls. And, and you did see some of them. You saw the DJ Chark one. You saw the Leaf one. You saw these big explosive plays. That's where they're trying to get. And then you even saw it on the failed two-point conversion. It was a creative play, and I'd be mean, good on the defense for sniffing it out. But it was it, it was a 
it was a decent creative play, something you don't see often. They loaded one side quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, he was he was sharp today. Um, it just it just seemed like everything they did, they, it was, Carolina had it had their number on and kind of had them accounted for. So it was just just one of those days where they just nothing materialized on both sides of the ball. But they did have some plays that they they were able to run on offense that were effective. Um, I loved that third and one call to, yep. to Leaf um, that you alluded to just a minute ago. It's third and one, and you know you're probably going to have to go for it on fourth down in that situation later in the game. Either way, so why not take a shot on third and one and uh, let Goff get vertical? We know he's got the issues, some some accuracy issues with the deep ball, both under and overthrows, mostly in the underthrow department. It looked but, good today. Um, His arm looked good today. It did. Yeah, and it had to be somewhat windy agreed. in Carolina, I would think, from the, the storm. Yeah, agreed. Uh, it but was I, just I keep you can keep going, but it was tough. The creativity yes. was there, hundred um, percent. So yeah, so uh, it was one shining moment, and Shane Zilstrick, that's his shining moment as well. Just another tight end in a Dan Campbell world that um, can can get the points, and uh, James Mitchell was also involved in Brock Wright. Um, so kind of the three-headed monster that they have going on at the tight end position with Hawk gone now. Um, what was what was my line about Hawk? Oh, J- Jingle Bell Hawk today with his catch. Uh, and so um, we'll talk about that in just a minute. But uh, yeah, it was um, normally we'd go through the game play by play. But and let's roll the halftime capsules now. Actually, see how we were feeling at the half. Halftime capsule against the Panthers. Uh, pretty pretty pitiful first half uh, scoreboard wise I have not given up hope gotta gotta eliminate the big gashing runs the fumble was huge I thought the offense was clicking up to that point uh, that's it really AG's got to make some adjustments here at halftime and they're just getting gashed on the run and it's opening up the pass for Sam Darnold so uh, I want to see a loaded box I want to see Sam Darnold beat us not the Panthers run game need something from AG here he's got to dial up some packages and figure out how to stop the run and make Sam Darnold feel uncomfortable. Um, I still have confidence in the offense. I think we can turn around in the second half. Playoffs on the line. Let's see what you're made of. Shareholders, first off, Merry Christmas Eve. From the time we're recording, um, Santa's decided to drop off a little gift for us in the form of a terrible Lions football. So thank you, Santa. Um, Wow. Um, I don't really know what to say, kind of heated about the situation. The only thing that has made me smile throughout this first half is uh, Sam Darnold pegging the, pegging the ref at the end of the second quarter there. Wow. Down 17 now, and you're going to have to dig yourself. You're spotting the t- other team 17 points coming into the second half. Losing the turnover battle. The Carolina Panthers just flat out look like they want it more at this point in time. So, I don't know what we can say. We're getting the ball, I believe, to start the half. Half to get points. This is a, a, a dire situation. Got to get points. And defense uh, need a stop or a big turnover. That's the only thing that can save us. Other than that, we're going to get in a chess match and we're going to need explosive plays. We need to show that we want to make the playoffs. Panthers want it more flat out. Let's change that narrative. Let's go Lions. 240 yards rushing in the half, folks. That's really all I have to say. That's what it comes down to right now. 
run game is just killing the defense. Aaron Glenn couldn't change or adjust at all in the first half to address it. I'm hoping the halftime adjustments will fix what is needing to be addressed because um, it's glaring. This is the most yards out of any team this year in one half rushing. 240 yards is just an astronomical number. Um, they also won the turnover battle in the first half. They got the turnover um, off the fumble exchange between Ragnow and Goff. Um, so they've got the turnover battle in their favor and a lot of things in the favor right now down up by 17 over the Lions. Um, yeah, I don't think the turnover sucks, but um, it's really about the run game right now. Um, the turnover is what it is. The Lions have been playing clean for so many weeks. It was bound to happen eventually. But uh, we need a, the, this much-needed wake-up call for the Lions. They needed a game like this after the strong run. Um, let's hope it doesn't result in a loss, though. I think you're at probably your maximum deficit that you'd want to be in. 17 points, any more than that, and uh, it's starting to feel like the Patriots game all over again. On the road, lines look cold. They need to warm up. They need to jumpstart, and they need to get back on the track of success. Let's go, Lions. Let's figure it out. Let's blank the Panthers in the second half, and that's a threat, not a promise. Not one we really need to dig too deep into. We, we kind of know what happened here. And as Lions fans, you may have been kind of tuning out of this one because um, maybe because you're with family and holidays, but um, you didn't miss a whole lot from the Lions. Uh, you, they, they had some redeemable things happen in the game, but for the most part, things need to be addressed and hopefully it's- get back <laughs> home, get back home into that Ford field and they'll kind of reacclimate to what this team was last six of the seven games right um andrew i asked you this question or poised this question to you against the patriots i said was that a burn the tape game and you said no you shove that in their faces and make them eat crow on that one so i'll ask you again on this one lions versus the panthers is this a burn the tape game this is a burn the tape game this was your this was uh just a very ugly performance uh you didn't see Dan have a lot of reaction. I want to see his halftime and end of game reactions because of how bad it's going to be. But this is the burn the tape. Like we weren't guaranteed to make the playoffs, even if we won out. Now we really need to win out to make the playoffs, but you're still really young. And it's about teaching these young guys and getting them hungry. And what's Dan good at? It's getting guys good to go and ready to go. And he didn't perform in that department today. But I feel like he can use this loss as a tool going forward. Yeah, honestly, I was shocked at, at how underwhelmingly um, into this game they felt like. You know, it. I just it, it was one of those moments where you thought it was just going to start happening eventually. You thought this is a good team; they've got the confidence, and it just seemed like they never had that hunger all day. It just never, it never really materialized. I'm, I'm with you, man, and and you have to. You have to ask the question, are holidays the official killer of Lions? That's a really good point that you bring up. I've been home for both these games, so maybe it's me. Maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe it's the holidays. Um, the Lions just don't get it done on holidays, right? They they lost a close one of the Bills on Thanksgiving, and now today on Christmas Eve on the road, just maybe too far from home. I mean, it's, it's a holiday nightmare. You can tell that uh, our our lions, our pride, if you want to say, uh, don't like to venture fur far from the den on holidays because they know it's pride time. It's pride time, yeah. Um, 
let's let's talk about um ba line of the week bam line of the week we'll have to get mitch's opinion on this um and and maybe we'll drop mitch's opinion in right here and we're back we did not get a message from mitch on who he wanted to nominate we did get it through a text but we did not get the voice so we're just gonna um paraphrase him here he he sings the praises of shane candy cane Shane, Candy Shane, whatever you want to call him, Zilstra with his three touchdown day hat trick. So we are all in agreement with the between the B A and the M. All of us, Shane Zilstra. Really, nobody else to nominate this week other than uh, he did throw out the um, uh, St. Brown for just uh, averaging seven per catches per game. Again, we talked about it during the stat line. Just Mister Consistent, seven, eight, six catches. All every week, all week, surpassed a thousand yards on the season. Yes, he did. Yes, he did, and got snubbed from the Pro Bowl too. We should throw that out there. Crazy. Uh, he wasn't the only one that got snubbed either. There were, there were several. Um, just in so so Shane Zelstra, congratulations on your first BA line of the week. Nice job out there on a day where there wasn't a lot of nice things to happen. Um, everybody else on the team was naughty. Um. So, um, also from our dearly beloved Mitch, third person of the crew, um, he says this, we're in deep family games, so regrettably, I'll miss. But this is what he says about the Lions. Just hoping they bounce back. They should have fixed the defensive scheme, but they also just got beat in athlete-on-athlete situations a lot. Hoping they finish the season strong. Well said, So true. So true. Good to hear from Mitch on that. Yes, and I'll be curious to hear his thoughts on uh, once he hears this episode, which um, we'll we'll maybe have recap on next Sunday. But I'll be interested to see um, his thoughts on your conspiracy theory. Uh, we talked about it just a minute ago off air, but I thought that maybe the Panthers were stealing plays, stealing calls, stealing signs, or everybody on the defense or everybody on the on the Lions specifically, most of the defense was sick and they just didn't tell anybody about it. Or somebody hooked up with somebody's wife, and there's a there's a locker room dispute because it just didn't seem like the same guys out there. But I like your thoughts, Andrew. I like your yeah, thoughts a lot. As much as I'd like to say it's a Cal Ripken situation, and uh, like I mean, we just needed the stadium crew on our side to turn the lights off. But uh, I I really do believe they missed the, that plane, and yeah. uh, we had to hire some nobodies, some guy with long hair, um, and once again. You tell me if you knew what Shane Zilstra's well, face looked like. Still don't, I don't think. Um, uh, you know, what was weird is Anzalone walked in the stadium. I sent you the picture. Correct me if I'm wrong. He was he was in the man bun walking in the stadium, and his hair was fully out during the game. So right there, that supports What's your theory. What's going on? Not the same person. Not not the same person. That was photoshopped. That wasn't actually him walking in the stadium. I didn't see any other pictures of him, but the ones. Yeah, the picture looked account. like he was walking into uh, Ford Field. Anyway. Yeah, no. It, yeah, it was a cold what? day. Yeah, that's yeah. a rock stadium. Um, um, one more thing about this game before we put to close the chapter. We're now recording this on Christmas, so we 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 just transpired days right there. Time traveled across days. We recorded the first half of this on Christmas Eve, and now we're back on Christmas Day. We're working on Christmas, folks. That's how dedicated we are to this. Um, you think Santa takes this day off? No, this is the one day of the year he works. The elves are working hardest and the reindeer. Um, one more thing about that game. 
was just weird to me that the Lions shut down some other running backs, like in, in recent weeks, like uh, Saquon and Dale, Dalvin Cook, like all had low, uh, below average days. And then they come off here and, and Chuba Hubbard and I uh, forget the other guy's name, but um, just go off for, for 300 plus yards. That's just, that was the only thing I had to, to note about this game. And before we close the chapter. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I, I'll piggyback on with that is I did see a Reddit um, thread talking about, a young defense and you're gonna have days where your young guys just don't really show up and that's usually where you have your veteran leadership to to really corral them and say like hey man this is the nfl there are no Mm -hmm. off days i don't care if it's christmas eve we're still working Um, yeah and and that kind of seemed to be what happened because they truly did not look like they showed up Growing pains. That's all we can attest it to. That's all we can we can hope for, right? Is that these are the bad days. We're gonna get a mixture of good and bad, and we're gonna come out the end of the tunnel, light at the end of the tunnel, and uh, have have a have the good days start outnumbering the bad days, and eventually grow this team into a, a veteran leadership team, right? Still proud of them. Still proud, of course, of course. We can't let one week or one or two weeks. We can count it. The Jets game was was kind of bad too, like we said. So one and a half weeks, we can't we can't we can't flip the script that quickly, right? We gotta um, we gotta appreciate what they did do on that six or seven stretch. So um, with that said, now what's the playoff picture? We have all the other things pretty much went correctly, other than Green Bay won today, which blech over the Dolphins. Um, but everything else went right for the Lions. So they got all the losses they needed from the Seahawks. Um, commanders and giants so the playoff picture is pretty simple now with two weeks left Um, the Lions have to win out there's one wild scenario where they could lose one if the giants lose out it it would be it would take a lot don't even think about that folks the Lions need to win out put it that way and they need the commanders and the seahawks to lose once or the giants to lose twice that's that's your scenario right there so Lions need to win these games um, to close out the year, Bears, Packers, more importantly, cannot let the Packers jump you late in the season here. That would be the worst of case scenario Ugh. there. Um, I know we're we're kind of thinking in the mindset of playoffs or bonus right now for the Lions, but it would really hurt if uh, they miss the playoffs and that spot goes to the Packers because that's just the last thing you ever want to see. Yeah, I feel bad that I had them picked in our three of fives or in our five of second five of five games mm. i had the packers taking them uh for them to finish three of that five i really made that pick thinking that the lions were already out of it because of the loss to the jets and the packers were also out of it um if that's to get into the playoffs for either of those teams i'm going to be very upset if the if i pick the yes. packers and it comes to fruition no no nobody wants to see that so let's talk about the rest of the NFL real quick from this Christmas weekend. We've got one game in progress, one more tomorrow on Sunday, Saturday. What day is it? On Monday night. Um, first game of the week was Thursday, Jets versus Jaguars. Um, boy, was I wrong about this game. I thought the the Jets would put up a fight here. Guess not. Jaguars cruising uh, and now tied for first or in first with um, the mm-hmm. Titans right behind them in the AFC South. Um Nothing much more to say about that game. It was just an ugly one. Um, and Zach Wilson is going to be gone after the season. That's that's yeah. really the main takeaway. 
nothing going for the Jets. It looked so bad. And I, I don't know why they couldn't figure it out. It was so easy. Bad weather game. Wind was whipping around everywhere. Trevor Lawrence and the Jags figured it out. Short passes and runs. Zach Wilson, all he wanted to do was throw touchdown bobs. It, <laughs> I mean, it just wasn't going to work in the wind. So you didn't mm-hmm. deserve to win. Good win no. for the Jags, though, who may end up yeah. winning their division and getting a home playoff game. Which is insane. It's just insane. It's going to come down to them versus the Titans on the on Week 18. Um, it's probably going to come down to that game, and winner of that game moves on. But um, we'll see what happens next week. Um, real quick about the Jets. They're still alive because the Dolphins lost today. So that may benefit the Lions in the fact that the Jets have the Seahawks this week. Um, so the Jets will be having something to play for. So maybe get that bump over the Seahawks, hopefully. Um Let's talk about the Saturday games, Christmas Eve. Um, Bills, Bears, nothing much to say about that other than uh, did you see the snowstorm that Bills, the Bills came back into and their cars were literally covered up in snow, like the entire car? I don't feel bad for them whatsoever. Uh, bad fans throwing snowballs. Yeah. You want to throw snow? Uh, Mother Nature can throw snow right back at you. And Boy, she did she ever. Force. I will say the Bears were frisky to start this game. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, fizzled. Fizzled quickly in the second half. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about another team that's young and not, not fully together. It's the Bears, man. They got a lot of work to do, but they can hang their hat on. They got Justin Fields with uh, many, many good years to come from him. I'm sure of it. Um, Saints versus Browns. You and I both had Saints here. Boom, boom. Um, not much to say about this. A low-scoring affair on a cold, cold day in Cleveland with a little bit of snow in the air and on the field. Um, not much to say about this other than uh, uh, the Saints are still alive in the AFC South or NFC South. So there you go, kid. That's literally all I could say about this game. Thank God they put that sicko Deshaun Watson down. But nothing keeps him down, am I right? That's Uh, right. uh, Everybody other than the uh, Falcons doing their job in the NFC South this week, staying alive and what is now not, I mean, other than the Lions not showing up, I mean, it's fun football. Yeah, it's going to get even more weird the next two weeks. Um, We're going to need Deshaun to be up next week, though, because uh, they got the commanders. we could use we could use a win over the Commanders to to help our odds. So we'll be rooting for Deshaun next week, um, whether you like it or not. Um, I'm not proud of it, but it's just hey, it is what it is. Um, Nobody's proud to pay for it. No, nobody. I don't. Yeah, no. Um, Chiefs Seahawks. Um, Seahawks needed to lose for the Lions to stay alive. That's what we got from the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes like scored a, a crazy one where he he reached and hit the pylon as he's holding himself up with the other hand. Um, looked like uh, he reached left... from out of bounds, too. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people were calling that, like, uh, you know, in college you get the Heisman moment. A lot of people were calling that his MVP moment. Now with Jalen Hurts hurt, hurt. You know, it's kind of crazy. Jalen is Hurts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this was our don't overthink Sorry, that game. was bad. It was bad. You, you have very good quips and puns, and Not that there. was bottom barrel, going to make the worst of show. Mitch is going to text but, me about uh, that. Pat, uh, Pat Mahomes at home late in the season trying to get a number one uh, berth in the playoffs and get a home buy or, well, a buy in, in home games. 
Just, it was yeah. the don't overthink a game. Yeah. Deshaun Watson might want to buy too. Come on, dude. <laughs> I was thinking about Patrick at Mahomes or Mahomes at home. Patrick Mahomes at home. Yeah, that one. You can do something there too. Um, they do love Mahomes. that home. Yeah, at uh, uh, Arrowhead Stadium. It's A E H A, right, or something like that. Stadium at, a- at Arrowhead. I don't know. We gotta move on. Tommy, Tommy, keep us rolling here. What's next? Jeez. Tommy says it's the Giants versus the Vikings. Got what we needed here too. Giants lost uh, to a sixty-one 60. yard nasty field goal from Greg the Leg Joseph. It's about time that guy's leg gave him a win instead of cri- instead of a crippling loss. But chalk it up to another one-score win for the Vikings. Uh, not only that, but on the Christmas Eve miracle. We've get we're all we're getting is families together, so you know what that's producing is beautiful, joyous shots of Vikings fans celebrating together as that kid <laughs> goes through the. Episodes. You said that you said that so slowly. That was such I a, there was so of much of a draw there. <laughs> oh, that happens to me all the time, and and I usually just pause, and then I uh, Tommy Tommy screws me up in the edit, but um. All I have to say about that is thank you, Vikings, and uh, how about the all-whites with the whiteout in the crowd? That was pretty cool, man. That was pretty cool. It, it's Big cool Hawkinson. when you got a solidarity. Oh, yeah, uh, Jingle Bell Hawk. Yes, sir. Big day from him. Uh, Bengals, Patriots. Oh, boy, this was Ugh. this was tough if you're a Patriots fan. Just back-to-back heartbreakers uh, this week. Uh, you're in the red zone or near the red zone, and you fumble it with a chance to, um, you know, they're knocking on the door to take the lead over the Bengals, and they get a fumble late, and uh, at that point, the the Bengals could ice the game. So, uh, yeah, um, Bengals were up 22-0 at the half and uh, got blanked in the second half and still won 22-18. And that turnover was after the defense got the offense the ball back. Oh, yeah. Uh, off a turnover of their own which I believe should have been returned. And I, I feel like there was some hosier going on in there, but I don't quite remember. So mm, I won't mm, say, but well, I, I, I believe I had the Patriots in this game and needed sure this did. one hard. The fumble, I know I texted you. I got very excited only to be let down. Oh, what a shame to end it that way. It, yeah, it is. It is a shame. And that's kind of the way the Patriots season's gone. It's just been that close, right? They're still not eliminated out of the playoffs at 7-8, and eight, but it's getting harder and harder for them each week. Um, Falcons versus Ravens. Ravens with the win and the um, some loss locked them into the playoffs. I think it was this game. It was the Patriots game. Where the Patriots losing locks the, the Ravens into the into the playoffs, so they punched their ticket. They're ten and five. Falcons five and ten. Now probably out of the race for the NFC South. Um, the lone team yeah. to not be to not be in the race. Um, the three way tie. That's or well, it's a tie currently, but we'll see what happens in this Bucks game. Um, but the Ravens, uh, the battle of the birds goes to the Ravens in a, in a low scoring game. We had a lot of low scoring games this week with the cold and the the elements. So um, Ravens moving on with or without. Um, Lamar Jackson in the lineup. Good for Tyler Huntley, honestly. I know you talked about him being the fourth alternate for the Pro Bowl, which is beyond me. Uh, but uh, aside from being a Pro Bowler, he's done what you and I talk about all the time, and it's as a backup, be serviceable, go out there, just execute these simple plays, 
get us a couple wins as we get our guy healthy and we'll be all hunky dory. We'll give you another contract. He's doing exactly what he needs to do and is being yep. serviceable. Yep. Mr. Huntley, Mr. Huntley still making a name for himself. Texans versus Titans. Whew. This one, this one, you got this one, sir. Um, so kudos to you. Quote, I believe from last episode was, I don't, well, I don't even think you said, I, I, I don't even think you used the word. I think you just had, you just said the Texans are going to win more than one game this year. And uh, here you go. Gets the second one of the year, two twelve and one now. Went over the Titans. The Titans continue, continue to slump. I can't believe I went with them again. It's how many times did I go to that well with the Titans? It's it's hurting me now. Um, now I don't know what to do with them that going forward for these last two weeks. The Texans just, I I don't know what's going on with the Titans, man. Rabel I thought was had these guys locked down, but apparently not. I mean, Malik Willis heard you, man. He tried. He he gave it his all. I believe he ran one in. Um, I believe my quote from last week on the Texans was, I refuse to believe this team is a one-win team. That's, that's um, the word, refuse. Um. So, yeah, I just I don't really know about the Titans right now. And We talked about it with the Jaguars game crazy the the script that the jaguars mm-hmm. are flipping yeah uh, and right could possibly have a, a home playoff game right now gun to my head i'm going who's like but who's the better team between the jags and the titans it's it's jags. By, by far the jags right yeah it's, no doubt it. um young core similar to the lions and uh on the rise you know i don't think they're there yet for sure a lot of potential still to be zapped out of that team um but trending in the right direction for sure titans um yeah they may sneak in but um limp they limp limp hard um i think that's an oxymoron limp hard yeah that's an oxymoron that's that's ironic um 49ers commanders got what we needed here as well commanders get crushed by the 49ers they had to switch quarterbacks they went to carson wentz that's just the Trouble in paradise for the commanders. Um, and <laughs> uh, Ron Rivera doing the podium, uh, um, doing the press conference from in front of the podium, <laughs> flipping the mic down on his shoulders. Oh, got to look it up. I don't even that, know. It did, was there something wrong with the podium? Why did he f- just flip it down? I don't know. He's trying to make a statement. That looked like a man with his blood pressure unchecked. Dude. It was, <laughs> that was unbelievable. That was the face of a man. And if you folks, if you haven't seen it, please go see it. He just flips the microphone onto his shoulder. But that was absolutely the face of a man. It was just like, if anybody asks me one more annoying question, I'm going to break everything in this room. <laughs> increasingly, <laughs> sorry, I'm going to just increasingly get closer and closer to these reporters before this thing just <laughs> before they ask just me a tough off. question and i will rip your head off oh the it, truth it, hurts man that was crazy i will that was honestly that outshadowed the game for me once i saw that um and really all the 49ers did was go in there and take care of business yeah, and yeah. they just forgot to play in the first half Brock Purdy with a very much Jimmy G day, uh, 15 and 22 for 230, two touchdowns and an interception. Like, uh, it's a, by and large a good day. Got the win, right? But um, what a system they have going on. 15 there. completions will get you 37 points when you've got a defense like that. Absolutely. But I mean, like, 
Brock Purdy can step in and have really the same stat lines as every other quarterback to come to there. That's true. Yeah, you're, it, you're, you're, you're right. You know, I mean, I guess it's really only Jimmy G for the main part. But, mm-hmm. like, yeah, he's just not doing anything. He's being serviceable. He's doing what we say once again. But I, I don't know why. He's serviceable with style. He's yeah, he's kind of like got... a he's got a, like a, a little bit of flavor on it, right? Yeah, it's not so much like the Gardner Minshew or Tyler Heineke mm-hmm. or Ryan Fitzpatrick type of flavor. It's, it's something different though. It's something. Yeah. It's spicy. Why is it spicy? Um Why is it spicy? speaking of Gardner Minshew nearly nearly got his team the win on the road, uh, but Dallas pulls fourth um late um, forty to thirty-four ended on a Gardner Minshew interception, um, but a, a a good enough day for Gardner. Um, just just defense was too good, um, or not defense was too good. The Cowboys were just too good, right? Um, when it when it came down to it, you and I both had Cowboys here, so pat ourselves on the back. Um, I think this is sneaky good for the Lions because now there's only two games between the Eagles and the Cowboys. And uh, that means the Eagles will have to probably maybe be playing last week against the Giants, and the Cowboys will have to be will have something to play for the last week against the Commanders. So think think them having a two game separation is a good thing. Uh, I think if the Eagles win this, then the Eagles can pretty much kind of just coast with two games left, and the Cowboys uh, maybe are just content with where they're at. Um, now this maybe has them playing for something um, going into the last two weeks. Yeah, I believe you're 100% right with that. Uh, if you're 100% wrong, though, I, I disagree mm-hmm. with everything you said. That's um, the way to do it. So shareholders, go out there and do your fact-checking. Um, this uh, was well, a weird... Just, yeah, napkin math in my head. I was thinking, well, they both, they've both they split the season series, so I don't know what the tiebreaker is after the head-to-head. It's probably a divisional, right? Yes. Divisional yeah, record, be, I don't know what yep. that is off the top of my head. So I, I don't know who has that tiebreaker. I don't either. But yeah, weird game. Gardner Minshew, I mean, he was doing, I mean, he's doing exactly what he needed to do, and he does it with style. The guy's, he's got, he's got his own flavor, and it's magical. Um, And honestly, on that last drive, he threw, I believe he had two good passes. I know one for sure where the receiver had an opportunity to catch it, and just the job didn't get done. So he, he put his players in, a position to make plays uh, to win that game. It just didn't happen. So, I mean, good for him. Way to ma- way to make it keep making a paycheck in this league. Just good he, for you. It was shades of Nelson Aguilar with the drop passes for Philly right there. It was, yes. Good call, <laughs> yes. Um, good call for me here, too, with taking the Steelers after the Franco <laughs> Harris uh, tribute game. Late touchdown, gets them the lead. They never look back. Derek Carr throws an interception to end the game, I believe is how it ended, if our memory serves. They get the win 13-10, to low-scoring affair. Uh, Steelers um, still alive somewhat in the playoff, how? although very, very small chance at this point. Um, but they've got the, the Ravens next week. Yeah, Ravens who might sit a couple, even though that's usually a fun matchup between the Ravens and the Steelers. The Raiders now officially like out out of the playoff picture, even though like crazy comeback second half of the season for them as well as the Lions. I'm looking at their away record right now though, sitting at two and seven on the road, and that's just not going to get it done in this league. 
No, that's a worse record than the Texans have on the road. <laughs> you know who has Wait, the worst record on the road, though? Hit us. Well, there's there's a three-way tie for it. Who do you think one of the teams is? I'm sure you could get one of the teams. It's got to be the Lions, then. No, nope, nope, nope. Nope, the Lions have won um, three. They're three and four on the road, so not even close. Okay, good, 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 good. Bathrooms? Good. Does that give you a hint? Okay, so Denver. Yep. And we're going to go LA Rams. Nope. Two of them? One more? Actually, the Rams are in there, yeah. Okay. Um, Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals? I was going to. Wow, I was going to guess. And uh, Falcons Colts. are all one and seven on the road. Ugly. Yep, yep. One win on the road for these teams. Eagles are seven and one on the road. That's your best. That's your best away team. Um, but all, of course, they only have two losses. They were undefeated on the road coming into the game against the Cowboys. Um, one last game here. We've got well, three three last games. I'm sorry. Um, we've got Bucks Cardinals currently in progress. Bucks up six to three. Um, really changes things in the South if the Bucks get the win here. Um, puts them in the leader leader spot uh, solely. Packers, uh, don't even want to talk about this game. Tua, um, did you see the new nickname they're given for Tua? Tua can't see anything? No, instead of Tua Tungavaloa, it's Tua turn the ball over. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's, as, as a guy that <laughs> likes the quips and the cleverness, I can appreciate that's... what Twitter's doing there. That's live action reaction, and that is good. That's golden <laughs> hour, man. Tua that's why turn I saved it. the ball over. <laughs> it's pretty yes. good i'm not gonna lie it's pretty good i do love that oh man that's that's embarrassingly good and uh boy did he do that today yeah I, dolphins are fully beached i was texting you throughout this game dude the the dolphins were in wide open ocean to start just in the first half the second half they just kept migrating to shallower waters they would, to the end, they were nearly catching a cab in city streets. They were so far beached. Oh wow, yeah, nice one. Um, they they were they looked good in the second half. They just Tua kept throwing interceptions, and the and the defense couldn't hold their water either. Um, but the the defense did enough. That's for sure. They they got they got blanked in the second half. They put up twenty in the first half. They looked pretty good on offense. They were they were getting the ball to Waddle and Hill and doing all the things. And then they just fell off a cliff. And um, this is four straight for them. Four straight yeah, losses. Every time, every time I looked up, I couldn't believe. It. I thought they were going to break that four game or the three game losing streak. I, that was that was the main reason I picked them. Was I couldn't couldn't yeah, believe so, they were going to lose four in a row. It's but, a monkey um, on their back now. Yeah, exactly. And every time, so to start the first half, every time I looked at this game, it was like a deep pass or uh, Tyreek or Waddle just running freely all over the field. Second half, every time I looked, it was a Packers player running the wrong direction. Yes. What, <laughs> what is happening? There's some bad interceptions too, just in traffic, just just mental throws. That was all mental for him. It was bad, 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 bad. Speaking of bad, 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 Rams put up 50-burger against the Broncos. Uh, what? Oh, my God. I didn't see that final score. <laughs> Breaking news, folks. Yes. 51-14. to 14. <laughs> The Rams took the lead early. Um, they put up 17 points in the first, ha- uh, first quarter, excuse me, and then 
never never looked back. They just were in straight driver's seat the entire game. Um, the Broncos finally got a touchdown late in the fourth quarter. Um, so Russell is now tied, I believe, with the bathrooms. Um, but yeah, I just uh, I expect the Rams to, to to blow it, just blow it that wide open. That's for sure. We're hoping for a Broncos victory. That would have gave the Rams the third overall pick, aka the Lions. Now with the win, the Rams are possibly the fifth, if or not sixth. Um, they'll be fourth through sixth um, after this week. Uh, um, the Colts game could change that, so that's where there's an asterisk there. But yeah, the the day that Baker Mayfield had was um, nothing short of extraordinary. 24 of 28, um, so only four incompletions on the day for him. Two touchdowns, 230 yards. Um, not a not a record breaking day, but a clean day and. Uh, Getting the ball to Cam Akers, rushing the ball, uh, had 118 yards. So, um, and the, uh, on defense, the um, they they um, they were solid all day. Obviously, so um, the team had a, a combined four interceptions. Bobby Wagner had had one, and Ramsey had one, and Kobe Durant had two. Um, look up the clips, folk clip folks, because this was the game that was also on Nickelodeon. Simulcast. Oh, no. And uh, Patrick Starr was calling the game when Russell Wilson <laughs> threw the <laughs> threw the threw the threw the first interception to Bobby Wagner and uh, Patrick Patrick hits him with uh, oh that wasn't what he was trying to cook oh no you know, let Russ cook yeah, yeah. oh Patrick, Patrick Starr with a roast Star that's uh it's it's teams like the Broncos and the Cardinals that make you feel good about where the Lions are and their organization okay. is at this point. I mean, $250 million are being dumped into this quarterback. Not only that, but you sent all your draft picks away with that money on top of it. And it's just, you're yeah. buried underneath yeah. it. Hackett is going to die with this team. His coaching career is... is essentially you know like a viking funeral he's being pushed off into the waters uh the bow and arrow is drawn back and lit and we're just waiting for 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 the trigger to be released and Mm -hmm. arrow launched for nathaniel hackett's career to just yeah sail away good good point on the uh pick too yeah they're not they they're not even in a situation where they tank either because that pick's going to the seahawks so uh that and that nice little pick that they're gonna have at probably number three it looks like now um it's gonna go to the seahawks and uh so they don't <laughs> they don't even have that benefit of of the losing record this year um one more game here folks um in progress obviously like i said the bucks cardinals at halftime it's about to be halftime at least six three you know, Cardinals hanging in there. Give them some credit. Um, Buccaneers uh, will update that on Wednesday and see what the playoff picture is. But um, it's going to get interesting, folks. Lions still alive. Um, it, 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 remarkably still alive, even with the loss. So they've got that in their playbook. Um, aside from that, uh, one last thing I had about the NFL and as a whole, Red Zone DirecTV is going to be dead that means Siciliano probably not going to be on your screens anymore, folks, um, unless he gets the bump over Hanson. They'll have negotiations, I'm sure. But I think Hanson will get the bump over Siciliano. And uh, YouTube TV users celebrate, rejoice. YouTube TV is getting red zone next year. I think it's next year or is it the year after? I can't remember. I think it's next year. I think it's um, next and year. I, and I think it's a, it's a 
I don't know how many years they'll have it guaranteed, but whew, shout out YouTube TV. Going to have that as a um, option going forward. Cool. Glad you bring up the old uh, Siciliano too. Talk to talk to the longtime lion about his sad news because he is a direct TV user. Um, and the his lady lion uh, did say that he must have taken it well because he he was a good sport in a chipper <laughs> mood yesterday during all the games. And I have to concur with her statement. He he didn't miss a beat. He was same old Siciliano. Uh, screwing us over on uh, big plays, you know, just when you think Derrick Henry's running a long one, uh, you know, it's it's the ball coming back the other way. The guy gets you every time with it. But uh, sad to see him go, honestly. Yeah, it is. It is tough for him to have to go back out there after he knows the inevitable fate that he probably has. But good on him, you know, staying focused. Love that. Um, you mentioned your parents, um, I should note we're recording this on Christmas as always, um, always out here working folks. I've got the Christmas hat on also got the Christmas elf slippers going on. Oh my gosh. Flipped it up for Andrew to see that all in all its glory. Andrew, I know you got the grit hat for Christmas. Um, anything else you want to note that you got for Christmas? And uh, I'm going to have a follow-up question after that about the bean boozled. Okay. Yeah. Well, so I got the, I got the grit beanie nice. stocking cap uh uh and then uh i got the longtime lion the baseball cap grit um in in a twist of fates the longtime lion got me the grit baseball cap <laughs> as well so it was Whoa. just it was just a real showdown we had going on it was uh we know oh, each the- other what we're all thinking about <laughs> oh, to be a fly on the wall for that happening. Wow. Oh, man. Folks, if you only knew what what transpired in that household. Um, that's an awesome story. That's great. Um, happy Christmas. Merry Christmas, I should say, to all all of, the, all of you and yours, Andrew. Um, Mitch also celebrating with family and friends right now. Merry Christmas from the lion's share. Andrew, Mitch, Tommy, Ben, and I all share. And I, I am Ben. <laughs> um, all share our um, best wishes this holiday season next week will be new year's eve we'll be talking to you shortly in 2023 hard to believe we're at that point um andrew follow-up question how was being boozled did you try it out yet oh being boozled we took it to christmas tonight uh hit at the party made sure everybody we were chanting beans 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 um Before uh, beans were eaten, I spit up quite a bit. I feel like I got a lot of nasty barf. Barf and dead fish were a popular one to come come between. Uh, the lady lion got a barf, and um, this was the lo- long time lady lion uh, got mm. a barf and uh, said, "Yup, that's barf." And we gave her a cup to spit it out, and she said, "No, nah, I've swallowed this before," and just and ate it, ate it. Ate it down. So, uh, yeah, it was wild Clip to uh, hear and watch and see. Yeah, all, all of the above, right? <laughs> yeah, all of the above. I'm not even sure how to respond to that. Um, I, I wish Mitch was here because he would have he would have had something to say more clever than I. He would have had a field day <laughs> with that one. Um, we miss you, Mitch. And uh should mention, too, another member of our crew as well, Chaz Hook, whose music graces our ears every week. Of course, the last two episodes, including this one, um, 
have been Christmas music. Um, so it was just kind of uh, kind of went a different direction for these two weeks for the holiday specials. Um, but we'll be back to the Chaz music once again. Um, yeah, he's got a new song out, folks. It's well worth your listen. We may include it in future episodes. We've got to talk to him about if he's okay with that. Um, but I am surely in love with that song. It's Jovial Acidification. Is that right? Do I have that right, Andrew? I, b- I believe you got it correct. You'd have to double check with him, but that's the, what, the name I read. Yeah, it's good stuff. And uh, a trippy looking album art cover cover art too. Pretty cool. Um, he does a nice job with um, just kind of um, abstracting his, his covers. And I know he does them all himself. Um, I'm sure it was the case with this one as well. Don't have confirmation, but it's super cool that he's doing all this kind of as a one-man band, so to speak. And uh, he's putting out some hits, man. This one's probably my favorite. Um, maybe it's just uh, maybe it's just the newness of it, but this has got to be my favorite um, as as far as, as it goes for Chaz. Obviously, I love the, the Lion's Share Roar track. That's our that's our that's our go-to every week. But um, this one might just bump that one out of the water. This one is pretty good. Um, so take a listen to that. Take a listen to the rest of his music as well. Merry Christmas to all of you out there. Hope you got what you wanted. Hope you didn't get coal. Hope you were on the nice list this year. Lions were naughty just this week. Let's hope they're back to nice next week um, and bring us some gifts. Two more games, folks. Two more weeks into this regular season. Got the Bears. Got the Packers. Need those to both be W's. Build on what we can build on, folks, whether or not that's a playoff berth or just things to look forward to next season. I'm out. Go Lions. Until next week. Me, yeah. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way.